I feel like it's, you know, family. We're family. I feel like it's family picture time. So um, you got to get updates on the, on the kiddos, on our family. We've got a five-year-old Isaac and a three-year-old this week, Madeline. So here they are. You can see them. They're up there. Oh, there they are. Solid. So that's, you know, I, I, I probably should have brought the pictures that are not like the, like the behind the scenes pictures, right? This is like the final, everybody's in place, take it quick picture. The, the, the picture right before this was like, ah, stop hitting your sister. Stop hitting your brother. Why are you running away from me? Okay, everybody smile, <laughs> right? Um, but those are, that's our crew. And yes, you can come up to me and Ashley afterwards and you can say all the things that we've all heard. We all know. It's, it's obvious. We both have mini me's. Okay. I don't know how God does that. Okay. People come up to us all the time in the grocery store, anywhere we go. They're like, you, your son and you and your daughter and your wife. Like, have y'all been together this whole time? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, but that's, that's our crew. And um, we'll, we'll go back and see them today. We love them. But what I love about what we're doing, and, and, and I mentioned the blessing before, is we've actually been singing the blessing over our kids since they were born every night. And what's really cool is they are now starting to sing it back to us. And that's how your faith works. As you go, all right, well, I'm just going to do this. And then the blessing that you were giving to someone else actually becomes a blessing to you. And so continue in your faith, continue in your blessing, continue to know that God's grace is always with you. And goodness gracious, what I love about Scripture, what I love about Jesus, is that it is both truth and grace. And we're going to look at that today, on how truth and grace is the embodiment of who Christ is. Today's message is faster than grace. Faster than grace. In my opinion, we live in a world filled with too much truth. There are outlets, whether it's media, social media, you know, streaming services, even in your regular conversations, there's too much truth in our lives. And there's a lack of grace. How do I know this? Because I hear this over and over. I, I'm, just, I'm just keeping it 100 right? Or this is my truth. Or let me just tell you like it is. And we're in this cycle of experiencing your truth and 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 your truth and, and people's truth that are not even in this room. We're exposed to what is quote unquote truth. But the difference between your truth and my truth is that it's not the truth. It is not the truth that is Jesus Christ. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, truth is often disguised as opinion. Well, this is the truth. No, that's your opinion. 
And although it might be truth for you, it is not truth for me. And in that truth, we begin to get too many inputs and things get muddled. They get kind of crazy in our, and we start double thinking, triple thinking, wondering, what, what, is, what is the truth exactly? But when we, when we go back to Jesus is the truth, then we experience everything else for what it is. So I encourage you, continue to go back to Scripture. What does Scripture say about whatever it is that you're seeing? In politics and social media, on the news, and on, on, on documentaries that you watch on Netflix, on whatever it is, like, oh, well, that must be true because they did a documentary on it. No, probably not. That's their truth, but is it the truth? And when we, when we put it under the magnifying glass of Jesus in the scripture, then things truly become clear. John 1, 14 through 17 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as, the, as of the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In this instance, they're talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist bore witness about him and cried out, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. See, in, in the, in the um, human timeline, Jesus came after John the Baptist being born of flesh. But in the biblical timeline, Jesus was there from the very beginning. And John was recognizing the truth that came before him. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Before Jesus was all the rules, all the, all the laws, all the regulations, all the do's and don'ts of how to have a relationship with God. Truth, 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 truth. All the truth. And that was something to live by. And those are all very good things. And we need standards in our life to live by. And there aren't any, better, any standards better than biblical ones. But what the people of Israel started to live in was too much truth. And so God said, it's not just about truth. I'm going to send my son Jesus as an embodiment of who I am for you to experience grace. So that there is grace in your life while there is also truth. There is forgiveness in your life because we all do things that we wish we didn't do. <laughs> there are all things in our life that separate us from God. It's called sin. And there are all things that we would confess to. There are all things that we are maybe not even confess to. We would hold within ourselves that we hold too much truth against my own thoughts. That I don't share with anybody else. I just bombard myself with truth of how I fall short and how I messed up and how I'm not worthy. But Jesus comes and says, I will give you grace and forgiveness and mercy. 
I will give you that. And through that grace, I will also give you truth to not live like that anymore, to hold you accountable moving forward. And so there's this, there's this balance. Okay, I'm a visual person. All right, anybody else a visual person around here? Thank you. Thank you. My people. All right. I got my production team. Lewis, come on out here. I got to go with the visual. How about the best production team in the world? Okay. My kids love seesaws. They love them. But if Madeline is on this side by herself, this is not very fun. If Isaac is on this side by himself, it's not very fun. But together... They balance it out. Together, they have fun. And what you need to know is that truth by itself is not very fun. And grace by itself might seem like a lot of fun, but doesn't actually balance your life. And for you to experience what God has for you and the promises that he has for you, the truth that he has for you, but the grace that he has for you. You can only experience that through Jesus Christ. Because we have this truth in our lives. You know, you know, you know the truth, okay? The truth is we're going into the holiday season. And you're like, the truth is I probably could lose a little bit of weight. But you don't want anybody to tell you that, okay? Like, I would like to stay married, okay? So I will never tell my wife that she needs to lose weight. If she tells me she feels like she needs to lose weight, no, baby. No, you do not, okay? That is a tip for you in relationships or newlyweds or all the things, okay? The, the, the Bible does not condone lying, Except in this case, okay? So, the truth, the truth, if I were to be truthful, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe. You, no, nobody wants that truth, okay? But the grace side of it, if you, if, you, if you go too much on this side, eat whatever you want. Go to town. Let's go. Eat to your heart's desire. Well, no. Now, now it's going to be imbalanced the other way. And now you're going to have all, all kinds of other problems just on your next doctor's visit. Just wait for it. But it's both. It's truth and grace. It's truth that the holidays are coming and that, you know, I'm going to give myself a little grace to start that in January. <laughs> <laughs> okay so but it's the balance of both and Jonah Jonah's like that you know I stole this from I stole this from Highlight Kids and uh, I got some kids crying back there sorry Highlight Kids workers um, how about our Highlight Kids well, superheroes there, that's a superpower right there 
I'm telling you, talking about superheroes, their superpower is to take care of our kids while we get the word. Um, what I didn't realize until the end of the first service is, you see, you see that right there? You see that big fish on the end? I didn't even know that I was talking about Jonah. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Right? Okay. But Jonah, Jonah was this way. He was too, conf- too, too, too focused on truth and missed out on the grace. The truth was he ran from his calling. The truth was he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to a wicked city. He didn't want to take the gospel. He didn't want to take grace to the people of Nineveh because he was scared he might get killed. They were so wicked that if, they were gonna, if you were going to tell them to stop living the way that they were going to live, he would be stoned to death. So he's like, no thanks. I'm out. Jonah 1, 1 through, 1 through 3 says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish. From the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. Let me tell you, saying Tarshish three times in four different services, y'all need to pray for me. Add me to your pastor's prayer list. Okay. But. What you need to know is that he wasn't just running from the truth that God had given him. He wasn't just running from the grace that he was supposed to give the people of Nineveh. He wasn't just like, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to put the covers over my head. I'm not going to listen. Maybe God will go away. He wasn't just ghosting God in the text stream. He, it wasn't that. Tarshish is 3,000 miles away, 3,000 miles away from Nineveh. So when he runs down to Joppa, which is 700 miles away, just to get on the ship, okay? So it's like 700 miles away from where he's going. That's a long way. And then his plan is to go, frame of reference, from Maryland to California, Okay, he's like, I'm out. He's running. So I have a question for you. What are you running from? What are you running from? Are you running from truth? Are you running from grace? Are you running from God's calling? Are you running from your marriage? Are you running from your kids? Are you running from the conversation that you need to have with a loved one or with your boss? Are you running from God's calling in your life to serve, to give, to be in community with one another? What are you running from? Because we're all running from something. We're all running from something. Again, whether or not you want to tell us about it or tell the person that you came with about it, you're running from something. And 
what we, what we know is that truth and grace brings us towards community. Brings us towards not community with each other, community with Christ himself. What are you running from? Have I mentioned that both of my kids are miracles? Some of you may know this. Some of you don't. They are absolute miracles. So the doctors told us we had less than 5% chance of having children. Those are not good odds. We had a couple miscarriages, surgeries, all things. And when I say we, I mean Ashley, so I don't get none of that credit. She gets all of that. And, and she said, the doctor's truth was this. If we choose to believe the truth that is what the world says versus the truth of what God says, then we wouldn't have kept on. We wouldn't have kept, kept believing and trusting. So we get Isaac eight years after we start praying for him. And then Madeline is on her own schedule. So she just decided she was going to come two and a half years later. We're like, we, I'm going to be honest with you. We were not even praying for her. <laughs> Jesus, God was just like, you know what? I saw all those prayers. And I'm going to double bless you. God sees you. Because God has a different plan. And even, even when... We run from him. His plan remains. So I'm going to tell you this story about my kids. We start, we start, I'm starting to learn new things as a dad. They, uh, they like to go on walks. I just like to get them off the, off the TV because they get angry. Like they put some electronics in their hands or whatever, and they just get mean. Like we only watched one episode of Bluey. Why are you so mad? And uh, so I'm like, let's go outside. So then they're going for a walk. So I'm going for a walk with them. And Madeline immediately said, chase me, Daddy. She starts taking off. And I'm just trying to figure out how long I can let her go before I actually have to start running. And then Isaac, Isaac's on another level. So he, he gets a competitive gene from his dad. So I'm walking, and he goes, you ready to race? He's like, I'm Sonic and you're Flash. Are you ready? I'm going to win. And what I realize is that in this, one of my kids is running from something. One of my kids is running to something. Madeline is running from me. Isaac is running to win. What are you doing? Are you running from Jesus? Are you running to him? Because Jonah is like that, right? Jonah, Jonah is just like me and you. He's like, I got, I got a little too much truth in my life. I'm going to run from what God has. But God's grace goodness gracious 
He ends up in the belly of this giant fish on his way 3,000 miles in the other direction. And at the end of himself, he says, God, I submit to you. I guess I'm going to die down here, so I might as well submit to you in that. And God's grace says, I'm going to give you another chance. He makes that giant fish just spit him right out. And in Jonah 3, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. Jonah arose, went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. So he had a big task ahead of him. But he knew at the end of the day, it wasn't about him. It's about God's calling and God's truth and God's grace in his life. So he responded to that. And I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through. But I feel like we all need a little bit more of God's grace. Because there's so much truth surrounding us. We need to be refocused on the truth that is Jesus Christ. We need to be open to receiving the grace that is only found through him. God will give you that second chance. God will give you that third chance. Because he loves you. Because he wants you to win. It's not about you. It's not. It's about what he wants to do through you. He loves you so much that he's like, I'm going to not only give you truth and grace, but I'm going to allow you, I'm going to use your truth and your grace and your story to encourage and challenge other people around you and bring them into a family. So let me give you three things. Write these three things down. To show Christ's love, mercy, grace, forgiveness to people in your life, you need to be involved. You need to be involved in their life. That means you can't just see them at Thanksgiving and Christmas and see them again next year. That means you can't just be like, okay, well, how did you see the game this weekend? How was that? Did you watch this documentary on Netflix? Did you do it's got to get deeper than that. You've got to be involved in people's lives. You've got to be invested in them, which means you're going to need to pray for them. Set another reminder. <laughs> that one's tough. Because you just want them to change. Jesus changed them. Jesus got, to, got that. Now, Jesus wants to use you to help them see the light. We're invested. And then you've got to invite them into relationship. You've got to invite them to Jesus. You've got to invite them to just subscribe to the YouTube channel. You've got to invite them to come to serve or highlight the city. You've got to invite them on, to say yes in a small way to help them say yes in a big way 
when Jesus meets them and they accept him into, his li- into their life. You know, that's, that's who we are as a church. Some of you may be already doing some of this, but are you involved at Highlight? Are you in super steps? Are you going to hangs with pastors? Are you doing Highlight the City? Because if you're not involved, you can't invite anybody else to get involved. If you're not invested, if you're not in a light group, if you're not giving, if you're not trusting God in that way, you can't invite anybody else to be invested. If you're not inviting people to experience Christ, you're just waiting for God to miraculously do something. Truth and grace. It's the balance of the two. To follow Jesus, to receive grace. Because you know what? Every dad, I told you, Isaac gets the competitive gene from me. I am competitive. I am super competitive about any, anything and everything. But I want him to win. When he's like, I'm faster than you, Daddy. I'm like, yes, you are. We play little board games, checkers. He wins. God wants you to win. Your heavenly father wants you to win. And that's why he gives you truth and grace. You know something else? I'm faster than both my kids. I can catch them whenever I want. But I want them to win. God can catch you every time. That's grace. That's what he's showing you in this season. You're like, I don't understand. I've been making bad decisions for a long time. That's God's grace. Because he wants you to realize, Madeline gets so far in front of me, she'll stop on her own sometimes. She'll come running back to dad. God's always there. Full of grace, but also full of truth.